Welcome to the ENS HQ podcast, the only show you need to help you become a better ENS domain name investor. Join your hosts, TJ Larkin and Mike Higgins, as they dive deep into the world of Web3 domain names and bring you actionable ideas, concepts, and tips on how to make smarter decisions on your ENS investing journey. If you're looking to up your game as an ENS investor or just want to learn what all the excitement in the space is about, you've come to the right place. Enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another podcast episode of ENS HQ, the fastest growing ENS podcast in the world. With 100% uh, true. We've, we, uh, we paid fact checkers to check on that. And they that's agreed. it. Yeah. Fastest yeah. growing, um, most profitable ENS podcast in the entire world. TJ, or at least time. Doing great. Doing great. How are you doing, Mike? Excellent, man. Just uh, hashing out some content today. We got a good topic today. Yeah. One that I think that uh, is actually going to provide quite a bit of value. I shouldn't say is actually, because I feel like a lot of the stuff that you do already provides value. Um, because you are like ENS that. God. And everything you say about ENS comes true. So anybody, just right. like sports betting, if you listen to TJ and he says it, you better go put all your life savings on it right now. Is that correct? Is that what they should do? Um, yeah, I think uh, I think my wife would would agree with that. I yes. think so. Perfect. Yeah. Um, let's talk about first name, last name. Anything else before we dive yeah. into that? Because you just put a thread up on the old Twitter, and uh, it's getting some traction. I think it's already it's already uh, got thousands and hey. thousands of views. Of course it has. Yeah. Um, okay. Good yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Let's jump into it. So we we wrote a, th a thread. Uh, Evan on the team wrote most of it, but we kind of discussed some ideas about it. Um, so the the general thought was, what is the value of first names versus last names? So the first thing to say is they both have value, right? So obviously these are two of the best categories to invest in. The question is, what are the pros and cons of each, and maybe which one is the best the best investment? Um, so I guess I'll just start by saying, you know, first names are obviously amazing. You see many of the legit people in crypto, like especially the OG type people, um, most obvious being Vitalik. He uses his first name, Vitalik.eth. Um, a lot of really high status people are using their first name. And that makes sense because it it's first of all, it's how most people go by in their life, right? Most right. people will call generally will call you by your first name. And number two, generally, uh, first names are well, Vitalik might be uh, a little different, but generally are, are common. And lots of people will share the name with you. And so if you're the only one that has that first name, it's like, holy crap, you're you're the guy who got that name, knowing that there's 1000s or maybe even hundreds of 1000s of people with that name. It just implies status when you see that, right? And this comes back to that thesis of why ENS is going to be so valuable. When you look, when you see on Twitter or Instagram and you see somebody's handle is at Jack, you know, well, Jack was the guy who started Twitter so that he cheated with that one. But any name, if you saw at Tim or at Mike on Twitter, Instagram, what is your first instinct? Like that they're, they're the most legit in the space. First of all, I think about... Um, yep. my first instinct is like, how do I get that from them? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But you can't, right? Because you know, it's so right. valuable. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it just implies that. And that's with, 
with it just working on one platform, right? Which of course the, the thesis for ENS is that eventually your ENS will be your username or your identity on every platform, right? So if you could be at Mike or I could be at Tim on the entire internet, you know, how much would, would somebody pay for that, right? Let's say there's, again, 3 million mics. I mean, you, I'm guessing you personally, Mr. Higgins, would not probably win that auction to be at Mike, but it's because there's probably a billionaire named Mike. who would be like, yeah, I want, yeah. I want to have that. I want to show that status, right? So I'm going to pay 500 grand for this. I'm going to pay 5 million for this. I don't care, right? right. So that's the, the obvious bull case of first names. But then the negatives of first names like this, or this is so obvious that any of these really good names, usually, now you can find some steals here and there, but generally they're already very expensive, right? I mean, some of these names, I think there was somebody was bidding on a bunch of good three, four, and five character names, like such as John and, you know, Tim and things like that, was bidding 20 ETH on those right now. And I think a lot of those people who own those were not taking them. That's today in a bear market, they bear were market. bidding 25, whatever, 25, $30,000 each. The same person, by the way, bid on like six of these, at least that I saw. So that means theoretically, if everybody accepted, I mean, this person just paid, you know, 150 grand, 200 grand just for, you know, five or six, six names. So what that means from an investing standpoint today is you have to put so much into it right now, right? You, you're talking about putting in 20, 30, 40 ETH to get one of these super high quality names. Could, will those be worth a lot more than that? in the next bull run, absolutely, right? The, any name, you know, John.eth or Tim or one of these, say you were able to get it for 25 ETH today, would people pay 100 ETH for those in the next bull run? I think absolutely. Possibly more, maybe 200, possibly. Um, but what is that? That's only a four to eight X return, right? So you are risking, you know, a relatively large sum of money at, at 25 grand for one of these. That's a lot of money to put up. And again, that's a lot of opportunity cost for what could you do with 25 ETH if you were buying last names, which we'll talk about in a second, right? So right. it's the safest bet. So that's one thing to remember is like, you know, uh, um, in ENS, so assuming nothing happens to the entirety of ENS, but in terms of for specific names, a very common first name is probably one of the safest bets. The odds of your name going down a ton isn't going to happen you know, barring an ENS or crypto type related issue, but your return is, is lower, right? This is, this is no different than you think about it in stock market. It's like buying Apple stock, right? Right. Yeah. Like you're, you're, yeah, your, your upside is capped because it's already so damn big. Right. But so your that, downside that, is limited. Like you're not gonna, you're not gonna, the floor it, is not going to drop out of it. Exactly. Exactly. Again, barring an entire, it's different than the stock market because the yeah. odds of, of Apple going to zero soon is very slim, where with ENS, something could happen with the protocol or crypto or whatever. Um, so that, that's a good overview of, of first names. Um, so then we get to last names, right? So last names, some people like to go by their last name. Some people would just think it's cool to have their last name. If your first name is, is Mike, so let's, <laughs> let's use you, right? Okay, Mike is going to be one of the most expensive ENS ever. But would Hig how expensive would Higgins be, right? I mean, it'll, it'll you know, it'll, that'll probably be decently expensive, but much, much more reasonable, right? right? It wouldn't shock me if you could get it today or a name of that common, um, that common of a name for one ETH, right? You could possibly get something like that today for one ETH. And so 
for a lot of people, you would say, yeah, I'd rather have my last name for one ETH than my first name for, you know, 30. So for Higgins.eth, there's, well, you've got a big problem with the fact that the biggest, most known investor in the space, Matt Higgins, uh, is your competition. He's not, right. He's not listening right now. He doesn't have any interest in that name. He, he listens to every one of our episodes. I he know doesn't want that name, though. He wants me to have it. He said we talked a little bit on Twitter. He said that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Secretly, he told me something else. But um, no, he, uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get him on the show at some point. But uh, names like that. Again, right now, you've got people who want those, right? right? And who will pay for them. I'm talking about end users, right? Someone like you. Like you would buy Higgins.eth not to flip it, but to hold it. Just, um, to, have it. just to have it. You know, just like I want Larkin.eth. And if the person's listening, I think the person who has Larkin.eth, I think that's their name because it's their only ENS. And I've made offers and they don't respond. I think they don't even. Uh, Where have your offers really NFT people. for that? What well, it was a while ago. It was uh, six months ago. I think I offered half an ETH uh, six months ago, and they didn't even respond. So I think they don't. They don't even see it because if you don't have your emails uh, attached to OpenSea, you won't. You won't even know. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. So I don't think they know. But um, but the the big aspect of last names is people will will want them. They probably will pay less than first names, as we said. But the real potential for last names is the subdomain potential, which, yes, we're still waiting for this. It's uh, late December 2022. It's taking a lot longer than we all thought. But at some point, I do believe the, the ENS team is going to release what's called the subdomain wrapper, which means you will be, as the owner of a domain, so um, let's just say you own Higgins.eth, you could sell any subdomain, meaning anything .higgins.eth, however you want it. It's all, you can almost think about it as when you won't, this is true for any ENS, but the most obvious use case here we're talking about is, is last names, is it's almost like you have your own NFT project. So by owning an ENS domain, you can then treat it like a regular old NFT that says, hey, I'm making 10,000. Hey, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. It's yours to do whatever you want with. And so there's gonna be a lot of creative use cases for this Go ahead. Well, well, people like I'm just thinking. Could you actually create a community around Johnson? Absolutely. Like, all the Johnsons will be coming in, and all of a sudden you're like, "Hey, you know, we're we're the Johnsons." <laughs> you know, what um, I mean? like I, there's like, nothing stopping you. I, I think the question there is uh, that's not a tech issue. That just becomes do do people with the last name Johnson want to all be friends with each other? If you can uh, mobilize that, maybe. But no, what's your EN? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to own both, right? You got to create different groups, and then they can fight each other. But uh, what you just described, creating a community around a, a domain or subdomain is absolutely going to happen. And there are people working on this right now. So somebody who owns, I'm not, I don't know the story, but a group, a person, whatever owns Tiffany.eth. I think they were trying to sell it to Tiffany's, the brand. And I, I don't know what happened there, but so I think it's a, a person who owns it. And right now they're on Twitter talking about, they're creating a community and a, a brand around Tiffany.eth and creating subdomains. Now, again, from, from my perspective, I don't know why I would want that. And that's where it's on them to sell me or, or other people in crypto why you would want, say, tj.tiffany.eth. There has to be right. a good reason. So to me, in that case, you know, even if it was actual Tiffany's, I obviously don't care about Well, Tiffany doesn't the jewelry. T and TJ stand for Tiffany? Aren't you Tiffany? <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, good one. Um, all right. So, but what you're describing... I believe, I don't think we know this for a fact, but Nike is 
likely working on something like this right now with, I, I think it was swoosh.eth or something like that, that they have. And, you know, Nike owns the NFT brand Artifact, which is a massive brand. I think they just had their NFT uh, real world shoes were just sold last week. There's all, Nike's doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, but yes, creating a subdomain or a community around a, a domain is going to happen a lot with brands. I think we might've talked about this on our first or second episode, but um, again, using Nike as the obvious example, they can say, hey, if you buy one of our, you know, if you invest $10,000 into shoes or stock or whatever they want, we're gonna give you your first name .nike.eth and then that you can show that off, right? Um, as far as how that works for what we're talking about, last names, the idea here is, A, you would want it if it was, well, we're talking about the investing side. So let's not talk about if you right. personally owned it because you would just give the names to your families and all that. On the investment side, the idea is, so let's say you owned Higgins.eth. Obviously, you would give subdomains to your family, right? Each family member, you, you just give it to them. But then the idea is you'd say, okay, you could go to Matt Higgins, right? And say, hey, Matt, um, do you want Matt.Higgins.eth? That's going to cost you five grand, right? And maybe your thought process there is somebody named Matt Higgins, whether it's the the crypto investor, uh, big guy, Matt, or just some random guy, Matt Higgins in Iowa that is willing to pay because let's say there's 5,000 people with that name. You know, you think one of them would pay five grand to be matt.higgins.eth. And you can do that with every single name, right? So what that means is the more common the last name, the more potential buyers of your NFT project there are. And again, right. the best part is you can charge however you want. So I use this example. If you if you own Smith.eth, you could charge for John.smith.eth, you could say 10 grand. I think some John Smith is going to pay 10 grand. But then if somebody had some crazy nine character first name and they wanted that dot smith.eth, you could say, hey, I'll, 10 bucks. Because nobody else is going to buy that from you, right? They have some right. weird first name. Find it's just them. You charge them five bucks. And then so you now it's like digital property, right? you can do with it and sell it however you want while you still own the base domain, right? It's digital yeah, real estate yeah. is what it is. Do you, can you sell it one time or can you set it up as like recurring monthly payments? You can, yep. You yeah. know what I mean? Like exactly. you can set it up for indefinite, like, you know, the Planet Fitness model. Somebody comes in at 10 bucks a month, they pay 10 bucks a month for like 14 years because they forget that they're paying $10 a month and they never go to the gym. And it's, it's not worth no, canceling, right? right? Cause they, right. that's why they make it so hard to cancel those things because most people won't put in the time. Right. So yes, you have my understanding and it hasn't been released yet, but, uh, from what I've seen, the idea is that it's yours to do whatever you want with, right? Just like if right. you started your own random NFT, you can do whatever you want, charge what you want, how you want. And so again, as digital property as digital real estate, you can do what you want, how you want, right? And that is exciting and should be exciting because there's, while it's not as common right now, say last year, lots of people were investing a lot of money in digital real estate in these metaverses, right? So there's the Sandbox, Decentraland, um, Board Ape, Board Apes is coming out with theirs relatively soon. And people were buying this digital real estate there while ENS is sitting here like, this is the primo digital real estate. Right? right. If you have last names that you can sell to people, you know, that's while keeping the domain itself. I mean, that's just a massive, massive potential. Right. And the thing too, thinking about like macro level, when there's, you know, think about a, a kid is born, right? You're coming up with their first name and you've seen a lot of like in the last 
10 years, some really wild first names. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, like to be creative now. The super creative. creative. The last names are etched in stone for lack of a better, you know what I mean? Those aren't going anywhere. So it's like, it's like investing in, you used Apple before, not, not necessarily on that level by any means, but Johnson is not going to go away and there's going to the next generation of Johnson's are going to be Johnson's because that's how it works. Right. But you might get, uh, I don't even know what would just the most random name. Some millennial tried to name their kid during COVID lockup. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, Mm -hmm. yep. The, the idea of, I, I just think last names probably are always going to trump first names no matter what. But the other, the other question that I have would be thinking about this globally versus just where we're at. So thinking about the crypto space on a global level, because I remember about a year ago when you and I were looking at different names and stuff, we were, we weren't just searching smith.eth, johnson.eth, you know, um, we would go like top most common Indian last names or mm-hmm. wherever. So what are your, what's your take on that? Thinking about this through the global lens as well and the value. Cause I think sometimes people just tend to get their blinders on and not think as big as it possibly could be. Is that yeah. good or is that bad? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I think some people have blinders on and aren't seeing the potential, but there are other people who are seeing, who are seeing it and they're seeing it too positively. So I kind of have, in general, you could say mixed feelings about this today. Long term, what you just said, you know, essentially, we're in America, and you know, obviously speaking English, the foreign last names or, or first names um, is a great opportunity long term. But there are risks that people need to be aware of. So I have invested in a bunch of these names. Uh, again, for anybody who doesn't know what a lot of us do in the ENS community is we check Forebears, F O R E B E A R S dot I O, and that tells you how many people have a certain name, whether first name or last name. Uh, It is not the Bible of names. There's probably a lot of wrong data in there. So don't use it. Don't think about it as perfect. Just use it as a guide, a general idea of how common, how popular a name is. Um, So one of the, the, there's multiple risks here with the foreign names. So the first is that right now, most of the excitement in all of this space is all English speaking countries generally. right? Right. And so you know, the whole end goal here is to sell to actual users, right? Yes, most of us are kind of flipping back and forth what we think end users want, but for this to really work, end users are going to want this, right? And so the question with the the foreign names is, um, A, it's probably going to take a lot longer for, for those users to jump in. While, while a lot of foreign uh, countries are using crypto, um, a lot of them because their governments are, you know, they're so bad with their their monetary policy and all that, that doesn't necessarily mean they need an ENS because so much of what we talk about the ENS comes from status and on, you know, you're online showing off and all this, they, and they don't do that. Right. So you're talking about a longer wait time, but then I would say the bigger risk with those names is it's, if you don't speak that language and you're not in that country, how do you really know how common a name is? Right. right. It would be like asking somebody in Kazakhstan, like what's the difference between Higgins and Johnson? right? Like right. which one's more common and, you know, they just don't know. So just because forebear says this is a common name, I feel less confident about some of these foreign names. Um, and so there's a risk that, you know, maybe forebear says it's a great name and like the reality is it's not, 
or maybe it's, you know, there's a misspelling. There's all kinds of things that come up with the four names where you think you're getting a great one and, and it maybe it is, but there could be issues with it. What's some rules of thumbs when a rule of thumb when you're looking on that now again? Yeah, I have your, this is just your opinion, not exactly like the Bible, but what do you look for? And then also understand that some of these things that TJ is going to mention that he looked for was probably when he was searching this stuff a lot more um, vigorously a year plus ago. A lot of these names are probably gone today. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're all gone. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's, what, that's a great. What do you, what do you look for? Point on there for somebody who's just logging in for the first time. And they're like, well, I don't even know what's good is 400,000. Good is 150,000. Yeah. Good is whatever. No, great, great question. Um, so what a lot of people did just so everybody knows, including myself is we would just look up the list on Google of most common names, right? So you can look up most common names in the world. Those all got taken a long time ago. Then you could look up and what I did and I, where I got a bunch is like most, I looked up most common names in Indonesia. You know, most people right. don't realize Indonesia is the fourth most populous country on earth. They have over 250 million people or something like that in Indonesia. So I looked up that list and then all of a sudden you're like the 70th name down is available, right? Meaning there's, you know, hundreds of thousands of people. So, but most people have done that now. That was almost a year ago I was doing that. So right. a lot of people have done that. So most of those are gone now. Um, so you're really looking at the secondary for most things. You might always find one here or there. Um, so what I look for, if I was considering investing in these, the first thing I look for is shorter is better. So this is true of just about every name. I The sweet spot is five to seven characters. And the reason is when you can get names that are five to seven characters, they can actually have meaning that you aren't aware of. So, you know, this is true of three and four as well, of course, even more so, but those have a higher carrying cost. So that's why I like to stick to the $5 a year name. So five characters to seven. Um, actually, I think it was a four character. So it's more common. But I my first ever four character I got a couple of weeks ago and uh, I, it was because it was a common name on four bears, like 200,000 people or something. And somebody replied when I posted on Twitter and said, it means rain in Japanese. Mm. Or so, no, no, North. No, it wasn't rain. It was North. So I got the word for North in Japanese and didn't even know it. Right. That, that, that's amazing. That would think about it in English is owning North.eth. That would be a fantastic name to own. Right. And I, I got it in Japanese on accident. Right. And the reason for that is it's fewer characters that can happen. Well, there, man, that just opens up my whole thought process of like just Japanese ETH domains. You know what I mean? Just um, like their letters versus ours. You know, so, we're, we're thinking A, B, C, D, yeah. but um, obviously the Japanese letters are not the same as ours. That's a whole, so you just opened up a whole nother can of worms. So this has already been going on. Um, mostly people are doing what you're describing using the other characters because ENS does allow for foreign characters, um, right. is the Arabic language. And, you know, the numbers are the most popular people have kind of done. And then some people are, I believe are buying, you know, common words in Arabic language. Again, makes total sense in general, if you understand the language, but I know there's been a bunch of people on Twitter who've bought names in different languages, thinking it was something. And then somebody and pointed out, like, no, one. that's not what you thought. Yeah. And right, it's like, right. holy crap. Um, and so that's the big risk that you run with those, with those four names. So I personally would tell anybody don't buy any names in another language, unless you know it, or you have a trustworthy friend who can tell you, uh, because somebody's saying, Oh, this means this, I, you know, you don't have any way to verify. So I, I wouldn't do that. Um, well, it's, just like, it's like Warren Buffett's number one rule of investing, right? Only invest in things that you understand. 
So there you go. Is that number one or number three? I think number one is don't lose money. Um, but yeah, you're right. Warren Buffett. Okay. Um, so I look for, you know, five to seven characters. Not that I wouldn't buy more. Um, but then the other key for me, I think is again, this all, this all is variable based on what you're paying. Right. So at mint price, I would mint names if they showed 10,000 or more people on forebears, because what I mentally do is I assume forebears is over stating it by half. So if it says okay. 10,000, my assumption is 5,000, just, just as a general rule. And so, um, especially a foreign name where I have less certainty than if it was a, a name that I knew or that, you know, you've seen people with a name, I would mint it 20 to, you know, 20, 50 bucks, something like that. Maybe if it was 10,000 10, or more, if it's less than 10,000, unless you know something that a normal person doesn't, I don't know that it's worth investing in right now. I mean, again, it's up to, up to everybody else. Um, but at 10,000, so this may be a better example because I've seen people shilling their their names like, oh, this has 10,000 people. And to me, there's so many names with 10,000 people. Yeah. I'm not even I'm not even interested if at more than mint price, right? So if you're like, oh, 300 bucks for a name with 10,000 people, I, I don't care because I feel like I could get one for mint price for 30 bucks, yeah. right? And so um, I think a lot of people are overvaluing their names that are in that range. So to me... I start seeing like, okay, this is really good at like 50,000. So 50,000, I'm like, okay, this is a, this is a good name. I'll, I'll pay more than mint price for this. I'll pay hundred bucks, maybe, maybe 200, something like that. Hundred thousand plus is when I I'm thinking, okay, this is legit. Um, yeah. now it's not, it's not John.eth, but it's legit. Like somebody will want this at some point. If there's a hundred thousand, I feel confident somebody will want it. You know, how much will they pay? Questionable. So I wouldn't pay I mean, I'll say in general for, we've gotten a few names as, as, as ZilkerDAO, we've gotten a few names that are around the 100,000 mark. And I think we paid 0.1. So that's 120 bucks. So if that's a good reference, people, I, I recommended to our DAO that we buy 100,000 people names. I think they were foreign though. There was a French name and um, like a, an, some Eastern name and then a, uh, and then a, a Spanish name. And we paid 120 bucks for around 100,000 people. So again, this is just my yeah. thought of what makes sense versus what doesn't. Um, so ho hopefully that helps people. But yeah, I, I do think people are overvaluing a lot. Like what, so we shill. That's what. That's how this came up. Probably how you're remembering. I, I posted on Twitter that we were looking to buy names, first and last names, uh, for the Dow. And so many people posted names that are they're good names. I mean, they're they're you know 10,000 plus. But people would say, oh, it has 10,000. I want 0.5 ETH. Or, oh, it has 30,000. I want 0.9 ETH. And I'm just like, your name's good. You're just, I'm I'm personally not willing to pay that kind of money for these these names, especially foreign. If they were, you know, American last names at 25,000, I still wouldn't pay half an ETH for that. Yeah. Right? Much less well, a foreign name that I'm not even sure. Some people are going to buy them and they're going to lose. But then some people are going to buy them and they're going to win. So it's yeah. just... It's, you know, you gotta, you gotta make the decision that you're comfortable with. I think in general, putting a bow on this conversation, the last name has much higher opportunity, right? But yes. also first names are great investments too, right? Like there's still a good, yeah. it's still a solid investment. Would you agree with that? Agreed. Yeah. I think the the high level is first names are great. Um, I think those will be desired the most. And people might pay more of a premium for them, but you're paying a premium for them because this is so obvious. 
where last names are so with last names, there's more of them, more unique last names with a lot of people with them. Um, plus they're they're valued a lot less right now. So that's a positive. But then the big killer case for last names is the subdomain potential right. and how many people may want to have their real name as their .eth. And so that opens up a lot of doors. So the, the conclusion we came to on our thread and what I've come to is uh, last names are the best opportunity right now for price versus value and to find hidden gems that could be worth a lot in the future. Totally. And just quick too, why couldn't um, somebody could be sitting out there being like, well, why can't you use Mike, right? Mike.eth. Why can't we subdomain Mike.eth to a Mike Johnson or to a Mike Smith or whatever? Can you explain just quick? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, that thought process. Yeah. So the thought process, that's a great question. So the thought process there is of course you can, the, the, the protocol doesn't say you couldn't do that. The question is, if your name, so in your, let's use your name, right? Mike Higgins. Would you want, so if somebody owned Mike.eth, would you want your Web3 name name to be Higgins.Mike.eth? Like people would see you on in the metaverse and on Twitter as Higgins.Mike.eth. I don't think people would, I wouldn't want to be Larkin.TJ. I wouldn't be against it. I'm not saying I would never want it, but would I pay a premium for that? I don't think so. Yeah. But there might be if you yeah, if we fast forward five to ten years from now and you think about like the um the you think about in terms of hotels, right? You can stay at the double tree or you can stay at like motel six, right? You know, like people can afford different things or or where we saw this yeah. really big was sports cards. I know you weren't really big into sports cards, but in the last twenty four months, sports cards exploded mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. the value. And yep. some people just can't afford a 1984 Michael Jordan rookie card, right? Of course. But yeah. they can afford a 2006 LeBron pinnacle, whatever. You know what I mean? There's different yeah. tiers of what people can afford. So yes. the person the person that is Mike Higgins that doesn't own Higgins.eth or whatever might be okay with Higgins.Mike.eth. Could you know be. I mean? So, yes. No, it's a, it's a great point. We're going to ourselves into it yes. becomes a money thing. It, what can you afford? That's what it becomes. Well, so, so the, there's you're, you're you're bringing up a good point, but just real quick to we can we can go deeper in this on another episode. But the way it's not solely the decision: do I buy um, Higgins.Mike.Eth or or do I try to buy Higgins.Eth for for you know fifty grand? The there's other alternatives, right? So one of the most obvious ones that I wrote about recently as well is people you could just get Mike Higgins two three dot Eth, right? Yeah, right. Or you could get Mike127.eth or, and I know this may sound heretical, but um, you could get Mike Higgins1.nft, which is Unstoppable Domains version, which is not as good. But so you're right. People will do that. There will be 90% yep. of people will never buy their first name or last name because it's too expensive. So they'll go to an alternative. So that's why the subdomain thing, it has to make a lot of sense for people and be their actual name or something they actually really want. Otherwise, they'll just get they'll just add a number or two at the end and rather get that. Just like getting a Gmail address, right? You sign Gmail, up for Gmail and totally you're like, right. oh, MikeHiggins at gmail.com. Oh, wait, that's not available. It's MikeHiggins 864-329-72146 at gmail.com. That's right. Okay, great. That's we'll right. Do that. That's right. But except the difference is that I think in Gmail, you don't have a choice, right? It's right. That's all you got to do. Exactly. Where with these, what people will do is they'll say, okay, would they want Mike.eth? Yes. Would they, Mike, would they want Mike1.eth? Yes. Mike12.eth? Probably. Three characters, maybe. Four more. 
eh, I'll just go get Mike1.nft. Yep. Right. And so that's why I don't think it'll be yeah, as crazy as email. to see what the filter like. We just don't know. Right. But it's going to be interesting to see like what the the general filter people think through kind of like how how the industry thinks about this. Like how how many how how far out do they go before they're like, oh, yeah, we'll just go Mike Higgins one dot NFT. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. We we'll see what, what people do. Yeah. We haven't, this is all speculation and that's what's so exciting about it. And that's where the profit is, right? If we're right about what we're saying, but we just don't know. So I am speculating what I think is going to happen, um, but we, we shall see. Well, that's pretty good. I think that's a wrap. Yeah. Any uh, parting yeah. wisdom that we didn't touch on that you want to make sure you hit? No, I think that's it. Just everybody go make sure you're following ENS underscore HQ on Twitter and checking out our website, enshq.xyz. And feel free to message me or Mike uh, or us at the or Evan or just the general Twitter and, and let us know any feedback questions. If you want to jump in and help uh, with anything we're doing, just reach out to us. We're, we're available. We're real people. Happy to chat with you. Ground floor opportunities. Available. That's right. That's right. That's right. Awesome. Well, this is a good right. one. This is it a was. good uh, side-by-side comparison. I'm curious. I also want to talk about on the next one, um, just what we see with Twitter might not be specific to uh, to NFTs and ENS space, but Twitter in general, now that we're a few months into the Elon takeover and what we see coming up and how those two worlds kind of collide together. I think that'll be a good episode. That's, that's a great one as well. So absolutely. All right, everybody. Cool. Thanks for joining us right. on another uh, podcast episode. We will see you next time. See ya.